but I have a question for you really oh, quick. What's sure. your favorite podcast? My favorite? Oh, yeah. you, you were asking that on uh-huh. air. Gosh. I know. Oh, okay. I know. All right, everybody, welcome to the Drew Han Show. I have Jackson Mankowski with me. Hello. How's it going? It's going super good. Thanks for having me oh, here. Absolutely. Thanks yeah. for sitting down with me. Of course. Uh, let's just get right into it. As I was uh, getting ready to interview, I was just reading over some of your stuff, your music, and how you describe your music. And one thing I, I saw is that you stated, in order for my my message or story to come across the way I intend, the music must match the lyrics. Mm-hmm. I'm more concerned about the feel or mood of the song rather than fitting into a certain genre. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a pretty cool aspect of way to look at it. I guess I want cool. to follow up. What comes first for you then, the music or the lyrics? That's cool you noticed that. <laughs> Actually, the music. The music does, I come huh? up, I usually just play my acoustic guitar and I figure out something to loop to myself like a line like a guitar lick and then i'll write to it or a chord structure if it's like just the normal g c e minor d kind of stuff like that's a structure and but it could be anything right okay but any structure i just try to figure something out and i run with it for a while and i loop it and i sing melodies over it and then i kind of sing random ad libs and i'll sometimes i'll those random ad lib words i'll use oh and it's like surprising how the ad-libs sometimes fit in really well and it's like your subconscious is coming right through you like a faucet you know sure like you're just a vessel and something's coming right through you sometimes i have to as soon as i overthink it it's like even a little bit it's hard to write the lyrics for me like i i'm pretty good at writing the music i'd say but like i i could do that all day really easily like all day but lyrics is just a different ball game for me so sometimes it'll be really fluent it's hard to like explain because sometimes i'll write a song in 15 minutes to 30 minutes to an hour after not writing for two months oh, okay or four months sure and then all of a sudden i'll just write it in like an hour because something happened in my life that i felt like i needed to write about sure. like a breakup or right. something the creative process right there, right, right? Yeah. like i just got in a breakup after four years <laughs> and yeah, I already wrote like three to four songs about it and within an hour, like of, or each one took an hour. Sure. Right. So not not all four in an hour, <laughs> but like I, I would write one and finish it, maybe like tighten things up the next day. The next day I'd write maybe two more like in one day and then keep going. But it's because something big happened, like um, you could call it like a tower moment or whatever, you know, but things happen and it inspires lyrics really easily sometimes if to write what helps me is to think about how i talk to talk to my mom a lot about to get advice about things and in life and things that i'm going through and sometimes when i'm writing i'm just like what have i been repeat like repetitively saying to her on the phone about these things i'm dealing with and these issues i'm having uh she's not like like my therapist you know but but it's like we have a really good understanding of what's going on with each other right. a lot because we spend so much time with each other. So we get each other a lot, but cool. I, oh yeah. When I would talk to her, I would like with writing lyrics, I would take things out of what I would say to her repetitively in conversation. And I would say it verbatim in the song. And then it ended up 
being just vague enough and just detailed enough to explain what's going on. Nice. Nice. Yeah. It's good. So that's how I'm going to loop cool. it around. I like that. Every artist is different. And I, I'm glad I asked you that question because yeah. it doesn't always, a lot of times lyrics is first for other people. So I like to, I hear the music a lot first before right. I start hearing the lyrics a lot of times. Yeah. So as a listener, that's kind of how that works for me. So yep. with that said, do you put yourself in a music category at all? I have a couple different categories. I'd say I do. I have different projects that fit in different genres. Like right now, the one I have have been running with for years is the like the singer songwriter Americana pop Nashville sound. Sure. And I've been doing that with like Dan Rodriguez, okay. and I love that sound. Sure. I've been I've had a lot of time to experiment different genres and and play with other musicians and and recently over the past like year or so because i put out the i put out those songs like years ago you know i love those songs and everything but i have this new music and i feel like some of it's going to be rock and some of it's going to be like neo soul inspired mm -hmm. some of it's going to be singer songwriter okay. and I, I might record a couple songs with dan to be for a certain project but i'm going to have a like a rock band project where we do more actually like grungy type rock stuff singer that's also singer songwriter yeah. yeah but then have acoustic singer songwriter over here but that's a completely different project but i'm kind of still in the state of deciding what i should do with that but i think that's what i'm gonna do is just have like a, a band name you know and I'm, right. i have a couple that i'm thinking of right now but start a band just me and like two other musicians like a trio or like four like a quartet or something and try to start a band with that but it's just putting it all under the umbrella of jackson mankowski and doing all these different genres confuses people so yeah. so i'm thinking about if it's like a rock band if it's something that different from what i've already done and there's like no bridge that there's nothing smooths it into that trend the transition isn't very smooth yeah i think i would have a separate band name and and release music under that okay if i was doing like rock gotcha. and then for jackson mankowski i'll still put out acoustic stuff and because I still write acoustic singer-songwriter stuff, and if I put out anything that sounds kind of country Americana, which I'm thinking about doing with Dan or and some people in Nashville in the future, that will be under Jackson Mankowski. But if it's like a com completely different project, I feel like it should be called something else. Sure. Actually, with that said, talking about like you know having different names for different projects, I actually in doing my research, you were going under the name Jackson. C-R-O-W? Yes. Oh. Yeah, so it was Jackson Crow, right? Wh okay. Which is how it was pronounced. It's not the bird. It's actually an acronym. And okay. <laughs> <laughs> the thing that this is something that I learned is that the hard way is that you shouldn't use an acronym as your other name. Okay. <laughs> your performer. Why is that? Because, or your alias or whatever, because it's just too hard oh. for people. If you're typing jackson crow jackson cr dot o dot w dot dot com mm -hmm. that gets a little confusing sure like, and if yeah. people if i'm at an open mic and i'm like or anything like and on a bill a lineup for something and they're like jackson crow like what you know, <laughs> is this uh, after the bird like why are there periods in there and for me it meant uh, create our world right so okay. it was like we create our own reality that's like so that's what it stood for to me i was trying to i was going through this experimental phase of trying to like start a nonprofit with that in the future and all this stuff and all this jazz and this fancy yeah. stuff and do all this branding eventually i just said i'm just gonna do things under jackson mankowski and simplify mm -hmm. and go back i like my name and right and i'm just it's i'm sick of like having to explain this all the time right and it's 
almost hindering at my progress here. So I think I need to just go back to my name. That's... And if I have any other, like, I can always make a band or do another project, even if it's just me and have an alias and, like, release music under that. Yeah, I think for now, I I just have a better perspective on, like, what to do with that kind of thing. Sure. Well, your name yeah. works great. It works Thanks. for my show, the Drew yeah. Hunt Show. You know, yeah. so I have to explain that a lot of times still, too, though. So I understand that. <laughs> you have a good quick like name drew han yeah it rolls know. off right han solo yeah, <laughs> yeah drew han <laughs> that's cool though and now i've seen you perform with dan rodriguez you know yes. he's an appleton favorite here yep uh talk about meeting him and getting to know him and and what's it been like performing with him yeah i met dan at east west music fest in De Pere, wisconsin uh which is where i currently live just moved back but this was back in 2000 man 2014 or something wow a long time uh, ago yeah and he was playing at this this venue at the time, and I, did, I don't remember their name, but I opened for him, and then afterwards we went out to the bar, mm-hmm. <laughs> and, I, and then we uh, talked, and then but stayed in touch. But then at Mile of Music a year later, uh, I was singing in the shower for the Tundraland thing, where you sing in the shower yep, at yep. Mile of Music, right? You familiar. Know. I'm familiar. Yeah, yep. and so I... I was doing that. Well, Dan was singing in the shower and I was walking by and then he called me up to sing with him. And then we sang, I think, Stand By Me. But anyways, it, me and him were like, wow, this is fun to sing harmony. And like, and he, he was really complimenting me and stuff. And then he was like, I'll like record you if you want to record a record. And I was like, yes. And so then we planned a time to go record at his studio at the lodge in Minneapolis. And I would just go stay with my aunt and uncle in River Falls and uh, my little cousin at the time and then so that was in the summers I'd go back from I'd come back from LA I'd fly back fly into Minneapolis and then I'd go get picked up by my uncle in River Falls and stay with them and then I would go record at Dan's at the lodge in Minneapolis during the day sure. and then, then at night go back to my aunt and uncle's and that was like the rhythm to record all the music I did with Dan and that happened over like three summers yeah it was three to three separate summers in a row okay and I would go back and forth and that was kind of my schedule with recording with him. Sure, but we did a couple songs. Cool, performing with Dan. You did so at one of your more at one of the more recent shows of Dan's that I saw. He but he sang in recently on one of your songs. Um, I believe it was "Drowning on My Mind" is the clip I, I yeah. saw. Uh, what's What's it like to bring him on to one of your songs, and and how does something like that take shape? I you mean, mean at Gibson? Yeah, when yeah. when he when he came and yeah. sang harmony with me. Yeah, that would yeah that was cool. That wasn't planned. We he just um, knew the words because we recorded that together a couple of years ago i think after i went on tour with him on the east coast and then that's how we really got to know each other too i feel like he's like an older brother to me sometimes you know i, with, I can see that too just from music. like yeah. your, your chemistry and 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 how your sounds are too actually yeah he's so. a huge mentor for me big inspiration and yeah just in life honestly like he's just the most charismatic dude ever like you'll walk into a coffee shop with him and or like a bar or anywhere it doesn't matter that's the thing everyone's just like he's like a magnet of energy you know and if like whoever he talks to it's like he sprinkles a little of his dan dust on him and they they laugh and giggle and then he walks away and i'm like i i I try to study how he does this you Mm. know because it's like damn this is like tony stark level charisma (laughs) (laughs) he's got it down it really is Yeah, yeah and i'm like 
how why <laughs> but i guess because he's dan rodriguez yeah you know but anyways having him up on stage singing with me was nice and i said i wasn't gonna have anything to drink that night because i haven't been drinking but he brought whiskey from his own private stash yeah and i had to try some and so that tasted really good and that was a good night but yeah when he sang harmony with me it was it was unexpected but it was fun and um I was like, oh, he remembers the lyrics and like knows how to oh, sweet. And sing the harmony, the right harmonies. And I'm not used to singing with him on stage, so that right. was pretty fun. Right. Yeah. I hope we can do that in the future again. I had a bad dream last night, but it hurt to open my eyes. Take a little walk outside, whiskey in hand, she's in my mind. Tell me how I love God, oh Tell me when the storm will be over Help me, I'm taking on water I'm drowning in my mind over you Pack my clothes and Cause I'm leaving in the morning Leaving once that moon hits the ground I won't call, oh, oh, leaving all just Fade away, you won't ever see my face Cause somehow I love God, oh Tell me when the storm will be over Help me, cause I'm taking on All right, Jackson, you're from Wisconsin, right? Yeah, it's yeah. Pier, Wisconsin, originally. Right. But uh, you moved out to Los Angeles for a while. How, how did you end up in L.A.? Because my dad's a musician, so we moved out there mainly for him because he had been, he tried New York years ago and came back to Wisconsin to raise me with my mom at the time. I lived in uh, Tapir for 16 years, and then he was like, let's try L.A. But then I also auditioned to get into an art school called LOXA, uh, Los Angeles County High School for the Arts. And I happened to get accepted, and so that also made us helped us make the decision to move there. How was that high school experience? Unique, because... They called it like the real life high school musical alike. <laughs> these are all these all these actors and the kids of like celebrities go here and like pe- or people on Disney Channel or whatever Nickelodeon go here if they're 
not homeschooled usually and um because there's like a theater department there's dancing there's music so, so it's like you do arts in the afternoon and regular academics in the morning but it was interesting because the high school was actually on a college campus so every lunch we would just go walk up to the they had like a big cafeteria but they had fast food restaurants there and everything and it was like a food center place and so i got panda express and starbucks like every day and i'd have <laughs> orange chicken and i'd go get my orange chicken and then i'd go and wait in line for the whole duration of lunch to get my starbucks okay and i'd eat my orange chicken in line <laughs> and then throw it away get my starbucks and get ready for like gospel choir if it was friday vocal fundamentals which was like opera if it was like tuesdays and thursdays and uh, the other days were music theory for me so that was kind of how it worked it was interesting um but we actually had some cool guests there was a class called uh it was just songwriting for a while that they they were trying out and they brought this this teacher guy in to come and teach us about songwriting but i think it was the first time they had that class and there were only eight of us that signed up uh to do it but i'm glad we did because the first guest that he brought in was Alec Benjamin, and he's like a pretty big pop guy now. Yeah. And he wasn't at the time. He only had like 19,000 followers, something like that. And I was I was still like, wow, 19,000 followers <laughs> like on Instagram or whatever. But in, within a, like two months after that, he went to like a million. Wow. Um, a million followers like overnight, basically. And I watched it happen because I followed him after. But when we were in the class, he was singing some of his songs for us and and then we would play songs for him and he would critique them. And then afterwards, he gave us like his email and and his Instagram and all that so we could keep in touch with the songs and send him updates and stuff. Oh, and nice. so I ended up doing that. And and he was like, oh, yeah, it sounds amazing. And he was critiquing some of the music I made with Dan, like healthy critiquing, like mm -hmm. it was friendly, healthy stuff. And I was just really grateful about it. But then he got like too famous there's no way he would ever see a message from me after that so uh -huh. i was just kind of like thank you for your time and everything right. and i'll see you someday yeah. you know? <laughs> maybe you'll get on stage to perform with right someday, maybe right? hopefully yeah but that was a cool experience there uh, but i knew that he was going to be huge because of his voice and i told everyone in class that that too and and everyone was like okay but they weren't thinking too hard about it but i was i was like he's gonna be huge and then funny enough and three three four months he blew up good call on that guy then huh? yeah, yeah but the school was interesting so you graduated from there too then right no, no. i went for <laughs> <laughs> so i went for a year which was my sophomore year of high school yeah for my freshman year of high school i went to ashwaubenon high school for half the year okay. then i was homeschooled then i got into the art school for my sophomore year went for like 75 percent of the whole year and then dropped out and was homes not dropped out i purposely left you know and i was homeschooled for the rest of my high school education oh, okay and then i got like a an online graduation certificate thing sure. um and so that's what happened but yeah i haven't like gone to college but to me i feel like everything i've done is the same it's like for me it's all been a college education life I just, can be a college education. it really was because yeah. i was going back and forth i was living on my own i was doing internships i was going on tour with like Dan at that time and just playing all my own shows and like learning how the business works by actually doing it kind of thing. And I wouldn't have had the time and the energy to do it if I went to college for sure. sure. Right. So I'm, I'm grateful that everything worked out the way it did. Well, cool. And there's no debt. There there's you go. No, right. Exactly. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
but go to school. Go to school. Go to school. Yes, kids go to school. Yeah. After you finished up homeschooling there, did you stay in LA living out there at all beyond that? Yeah. Then, yeah, my parents got a divorce. I think they got a divorce after I left the school. And then me and my mom moved to a separate house in South Pasadena and uh, lived there together for a while while my dad went to Colorado and then he went back to North Hollywood and and all of that is fine now with that and the divorce and everything and but I lived with my mom for years like as roommates together and living together and and it was amazing that I got so much time with her we're, we're really close and she's amazing but then I got a girlfriend and and for that happened for four years and I met her before COVID mm-hmm. now my dad is getting married soon and to uh, Christina Capone so oh. related to Al Capone. Oh, fun fact. Wow. So now Al Capone's my great, great step uncle. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> this is a fun fact. Anyways, that's what's happening. I don't know a lot of people or musicians in this area, I should say, that had time in L.A. Yeah. So I was, you know, just curious, you know, how you I, felt about L.A. and being I had there. a unique experience because I was hanging out with my friends from school. They were still going to school, but I was homeschooled. Okay. So we'd still hang out. I was still in that friend group for a while. But basically... How I remember those years is going to see live music, experiencing the nature and like what California and Los Angeles has to offer in that sense, like hiking and going to the beach, hanging out with my friends in Hollywood and Highland Park and Eagle Rock and South Pasadena. And then I'd come back to Wisconsin every now and then and go back and forth. So that was my life for a while. Sure. But then I met my girlfriend and then COVID happened. Right. So we were just inside all the time <laughs> for years. Sure. Completely stopped making music wow. for a while. And I wasn't inspired by anything happening. I was just like, honestly, I was living kind of my best life during that time. I feel I feel bad saying it. No, don't. I think it's it was a unique time for a lot of people to maybe live their best life. But it's yeah. interesting to hear. I lost my creative edge during that time yep. as well. You would think that you would be the, have the most time to yourself to really like find your creative side. But although you're cooped up inside and there's no motivation for the world, it's hard to want to do anything. Yeah. And uh, so some musicians really latched on to that and got some work done. And then other musicians I noticed just didn't want any part of the creative process. And I totally get that, you know, so it's interesting to hear everybody I interview and how they took that time. Yeah, know? exactly. So you weren't too creative during COVID, but you did, you know, create some music while you were out in LA, right? I did. Okay. So do you have a song of yours that reminds you or has the biggest memory of your time in LA at all? That's a good question. I'd say here to stay maybe. I mean that, yeah, maybe a weird answer, but. No, that's a great answer because that segues into my uh, my next yeah. question is, you know, that's one of your latest releases, you know, on Spotify. Yeah, yeah. And it's one of my favorite songs. Really? Thank you, man. Yeah, I love it. It's great. Thank you. Yeah. And you have a spot in the song where you, you just let your voice belt, by the yeah, way. Yeah, that was... It sounds amazing. That was Dan's idea. He he told me. He was like, you got to let it all out. Uh-huh. Just go. You do. And I, I think that really grabs people. And I and I, that's why I think that song's great. And your voice Thanks. is amazing for that. So with that said, and Dan, you know, helping you get there, yeah. talk about this song, the creative process behind it. And when you're formulating a song, you know, how you land on these notes. Obviously, you just said Dan helped encourage that. But yeah. how you decided to go about that route and... Obviously, Dan worked on that song with you. So yeah. just overall kind of talk about that experience. Yeah, the reason it reminded me of L.A. is because I was living at that new house after the divorce with my mom at, for, at the time. And um, I was writing. I wrote Here to Stay and uh, just on my guitar in that house alone one day. And I, I just wanted a song that had kind of an old school rhythm to it and was a little R&B and just soulful. And 
because I have another song called Paint You a Picture, and it has an old school kind of rhythm to it, and I wanted to incorporate that in like another song of mine. And I also wanted it to be a love song, and I wanted it to be just a little bit more mature sounding than my music I released before that. And so we went in with that idea. I told him what I wanted with it, and I wrote, I like recorded voice memos of the lyrics and the melody and the guitar. Flew to Minneapolis, uh, stayed at his place, and then we also recorded Drowning in My Mind at the same stay. So th- that took like a couple days to record Drowning in My Mind and Here to Stay. But Here to Stay, yeah, he wanted me to really express my vocals and just let it all out. And yeah, do belt, like just belt. Did that push you out of your comfort zone at all? or It kind of did, but it made me feel, it like unlocked a new ability a little bit too from doing it. Cool. Yeah, hearing him sing too and the way he because he just plays me his songs too when we're in the studio he'll be like what do you think of this one what do you think of this one and so it's like contagious his energy is contagious with like vocals and because we're always singing together but like you're extra confident to sing with someone else who's always singing so we're we're belting things out we're not like quietly singing we're like always goofing around singing (laughs) like loudly around each other and so the, the belting just was i was like yeah let's do it come on you know and then it ended up being a really good take and then we ended up i think it was the first take or something on that part and then we were like that's it like perfect we captured the magic of the moment and the whole song i wanted it to be kind of like tennessee whiskey-ish with chris stapleton vibes and sure i was listening to a lot of jason isbell at the time and amos lee and and sturgill simpson and but also the r&b people that i listened to and but that are mainly just old Motown soul singers at the time that I would just, I have on different records I'd play around my house and cool various artists. It ended up working out. We got a pedal steel on there, which was the unique part with Drowning in My Mind and Here to Stay. That was the first time I brought in the pedal steel. I was like, oh, okay. I want a pedal steel on these songs. And my other music didn't have one. So I think I'm going to bring that back because I love the pedal steel. I love it. There's a rule of calling me a friend. But there's roses on the bed mm, Forget what's been said Let's get out of our heads There's a rule of trying to pretend But we're standing on the Now I won't 
All right, Jackson. So you started in Wisconsin, moved to LA. You know, I've had some music experience, and uh, now you're back in Wisconsin. Yep. And personally, this is since you've been back is the first I've really gotten a chance to hear your music and get to know you. Cool. I first saw you at the Christmas show with Dan Rodriguez and Jamie. Yeah, Kent. at the Performing so then, Arts Center. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So beyond that is when I've I've gotten into your music and and seeing you, and then that's cool. what brought me want, brought me to have you on the show. Yeah. So. Cool. Uh, so you're back in Wisconsin. What's that journey been like for you? It's been a long journey. We were talking off mic about this a little bit, but got to talk about it a little bit. Uh, but yeah. I was in a like near death car crash <laughs> uh, <laughs> September 11th. And yeah, I can't like talk too much about it because there's a case going on and stuff. But but all I can say really is that. So what happened was me and my ex-girlfriend were in Palm Springs and we were sitting in the car. We had just gotten back from riding like this. uh it, what's it called like a trolley or a, or a tram that goes up into the mountain it was kind of scary man but it was a good time <laughs> this was in palm springs yeah so we it was a i think one of the biggest in the country or something mm-hmm. so anyways we get back to the apartment complex we park in the street we're sitting there we're about to get out we're not buckled in all the other cars are parked on this quiet residential street it's normal to do that um we're just talking listening to chet baker just jazz you know 
super chill all of a sudden i see in the rear view these like two headlights come in full speed and they slam directly into us and rear end us we get crushed in between a car in front of us and the car that hit us and then the car in front of us rolled 100 feet hit the car in front of that one. Oh jeez. Um, yeah we got completely crushed in there my mom had all of her jewelry supplies in there that she makes jewelry with <laughs> the dog, dude, I love the dog. <laughs> um so my mom makes the scandinavian jewelry uh, and she was doing shows and selling it so she had all this stuff in the back like pvc pipes and stuff but when the car hit us all of those pvc pipes hit my ex-girlfriend in the back of the head and so she got like crunched because all this stuff in the back flew forward and she got crunched in the passenger seat pretty bad mm-hmm. and when i came to pretty immediately i thought my first reaction was that we were getting robbed and so oh. i thought they were going to come i thought they rammed us and they were going to come with guns and knock on the window and oh, rob geez. us so wow yeah. so i couldn't see out of my left eye because uh, there was so much blood <laughs> uh, uh, you'd split your your eyelid, yeah right? basically yeah. discretion advised or whatever but oh, I, I, <laughs> no basically i i split my eyelid in half uh, completely torn in half um so when i came to I couldn't see out of my left eye. There was all this blood. My right ear was ringing like really bad, uh, like tinnitus kind of, mm-hmm. on, like really loud. And because there was a huge explosion when it happened, because the both oh. of the back tires blew up at once and everything. Oh, okay. So my chest hurt a lot, and my leg hurt, and my door wouldn't open. So I had to like nudge it open as hard as I could with my shoulder. And I come stumbling out of the car. I find out it's just this girl who hit us, and I still don't know why she hit us. But I just kind of gently, kindly pushed her aside. Like, I didn't push her, but I like, yeah, put right. my hand on her shoulder gently, and I was like, it's okay. And then I checked on my girlfriend, and I had to yank that door open. And, and she was all, like, uh, bent over in her seat from all the stuff that hit her and concussed and repeating herself. And I had to pull her out of the car, and we sat on the curb with the girl who hit us, and I had to use her phone to call my mom in the apartment to come down and she came and she was all hysterical crying and stuff and everyone was freaking out i got endless blood all over me i look like just horrible so my hands on my eye everyone's looking at me like what's what just happened like what and um so we get in an ambulance and then we spend the night in the hospital both get cat scans and i and she turned out to be okay it was all external nothing internal which is great and then, but at three in the morning, I wasn't allowed to have any painkillers because I had the CAT scan. So they needed me to be clean on mm. nothing, no, like an empty stomach, right? So no water, no nothing. Uh. The thing happened at 930. Now it's like 2 a.m. And I'm just still got all this dried blood on me. Like it's a busy hospital. Uh, so they cleaned out my eye like five times when they finally saw me. And then, yeah, they took like this long needle, shoved it into each of my wounds and to numb them and that was probably the most painful moment of my life (laughs) and they yeah they had to get a expert to come in from out of his bed like woke him up 3 a.m comes in this older guy yeah basically they had to sew my my eye back together and and the lacerations which was like four on my face so now i have like permanent scars on my face oh really from it yeah on my eyelid and stuff okay so well, you're looking pretty good from this. Thanks. This yeah, it healed so, yeah. up pretty well, actually. But okay. for a week and a half, I had to wear this temporary eye patch and clean my eye out all the time. And I still deal with some things like I can't the, where they sewed it back together. Now, the way it healed is like if I can't close. I close my eye fully. But I, if I look with my eyeball in, inside there and I look all the way to the left, sometimes it lets light in when I'm trying to sleep. Oh, OK. And 
like shampoo in the shower will like uh. burn it and like i can't open my eyes underwater as much so i might have to go get another surgery and have them fix that in the future but it's not that big of a deal and only i notice it okay. so but it's just kind of a drag but the whole thing has been terrible experience but it taught me a lot about life and um yeah when you almost wow. lose your life it's like i do feel like i died in a way and i'm okay. now i'm like a different soul that like came sure. in and kind of reborn reborn and, and, i do yeah. feel like that yeah. and also i was with her for four years and then we like randomly broke up like a month after that for unrelated reasons we were just incompatible sure. but like that so all of that happened and then i moved to wisconsin so like a brand new start yeah brand completely. new start uh then i went to nashville for a month and then i officially moved back so okay now i live in De Pere again which is crazy because it's full circle i just feel like i'm back in the shire <laughs> after <laughs> after going around like mordor or whatever yeah like, you know in la <laughs> but like <laughs> but really it's it's crazy i grew up in De Pere and these are my stomping grounds and I'm, i live there now after yeah. living in la and and i've spent a month in the redwoods too before palm springs and then back to wisconsin after being in la again and then to nashville back to wisconsin so Right. It's good to finally be able to settle in a little bit. Right. And I have a really great place and I'm really just feeling like I this is a new book for me. It's not even right. a new chapter, it's a new book. Okay. So all the everything I've done with my music too, I feel like I just want everything to be yes, that's all done. Like it already happened. Everything is said and done, but everything I do now, I want it to be like uh represent this change in my life and who I am now and and like the kind of music I'm releasing and I just wanted to come from a more like storytelling way of what's actually happened to me through my music and hopefully help people with that okay. with my honesty like about my breakup after four years or about the car crash or about whatever it may be that I'm going right. through that's really emotional like and and the music I'm naturally making now is just talking about real situations that happen to me <clears throat> and just kind of saying verbatim what I, how I would talk to my therapist or my mom about these things and put that into my songs as the lyrics. And it's like, it can be a little bit jarring to listen to maybe like at first with the lyrics, but I think um, if, you're, if you're laid back enough and open-minded, like it'll, it'll be good to listen to. And yeah, you know, it'll grab you, it'll pull you but in. But it's, it's supposed to just yeah. be like, storytelling and real and honest and hopefully that'll just help people in and of itself with putting it out because i just want to release music that i put it out and people can go to it and like let their guard down when they listen to it feel validated with what they're feeling and and i love that that's like awesome. that's kind of yeah. what i want to do with it and cool. but it feels really in touch with like how i want this new version of myself to be and i think the car crash like like kind of allowed all of this to happen in a funny terrible way sure yeah <laughs> you know i get it you know yeah everything happens for a reason right? right as they say so yeah with that said do you i was my next question would be do you when can we expect new music from you then yeah i'm hoping in the next three months because now that i'm back in the area and hanging out with musician friends of mine and getting the ball rolling with gigs and jam sessions and writing sessions and right now i'm kind of trying to put the band together to jam and hopefully book some shows by the end of the summer uh, in the area as like a trio and sure. I'm playing electric guitar now. I love and, that. Like, That's awesome. With pedals and amps and stuff and completely 
new sound, but still me, you know? Okay. But it's just like the older me. Yeah. And I'm, I'm happy about it. And it's finally with a band. Sure. And this way I'll be able to play bigger venues and just up everything a little bit more than it has been. And I'm excited to have company on stage. And I'm excited to have that much of a bigger sound and play for that much bigger crowds and whatever it may be. But yeah, so that's what's going on. So you can expect it in hopefully three months because I'm, I'm in the process of finding the musicians right now the right ones to record with okay the exact studio to record with i have a couple different options and i also have a home studio just i use i have these hs7 yamaha monitors with my like logic pro x and just a focus right interface mo2 thing scarlet you know okay that all sounds a little foreign to okay, me. Okay, no, yeah. I, but, another <laughs> thing I forgot to tell you, like, yeah. off air, I always preface to people I bring on the show, um, I love the music, but I don't necessarily know a lot about it, right. the music, so I call this podcast, if it had a second title, it'd be Music for Dummies. <laughs> yeah. So, oh, I mean, yeah. and it all yeah. means elaborate, just sometimes we just need a little background on no, what totally, that is. No, totally. But, I mean, musicians will understand what you're saying when they're listening yes, to the show. Yes, that's your very basic um, home studio setup, okay. yeah, if you want to record at home. I have, a, like, a microphone and... and I, I really love making music at home, to be honest, because I use voice memos. And so if I have a guitar part, I record a voice memo of it, and then I airdrop it to my laptop, and I drag it directly into Logic. And then I can EQ it, and I can put effects on it. And then I record the vocals, and I just, on a voice memo, again, you can do this just with voice memos and make wow. a whole song. And wow. you just need to figure out the BPM. So download a metronome app for free and okay. tap your BPM. Put that into your DAW, which is Logic or Pro Tools or whatever you're using. Mm -hmm. And this is like, that's like the easy DIY way, way to make music at home. And sure. that's what I've been doing. And then I take those files and send them to a friend of mine that has a studio. And then we kind of figure out, after I already figured out the skeletal outline of how it should go based on my demo voice memos at home, the person at the studio and I can figure out a good way to record it with like more tools different guitars different like a bass the drums uh, pedal steel if we need to call musicians whatever we need to do but i'm hoping to have a couple things recorded and finished in three months and hopefully release them too within okay. three months to four months all right good deal well, yeah. we'll consider this like your timeline we're going to check in with you cool. in a couple of months and, that and sounds see if good you got and that. test me yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah all right we kind of covered you know your start your journey with Dan, you're out in LA, you're back in Wisconsin. Yeah. Um, let's go back to just a little bit of like where it all started from though. You're, you're, I want to talk about your parents a little bit. Yeah. Uh, your dad's a musician as well, yeah. right? Woody Mankowski. Yeah, Woody Mankowski. Yeah. His real name's um, Forrest, but Forrest. everyone calls him Woody. Why is that? Uh, only he can tell you. Oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> I guess. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, but Woody Mankowski is his name. All right. So he's a musician and I basically grew up going to all of his gigs and all of the like the bar gigs and then watching him progress and play for like Daryl Sturmer of Genesis and and then Paul Allen and he did like um oh he did so much he he plays a lot around Wisconsin and he played in the band Big Mouth if you know that band Big that Big Mouth familiar, and the Power but... Two Horns they're a mm. uh, band and um a horn band around Wisconsin they've been okay. around for a while but my dad was like the lead singer for years until he moved um, okay. we all moved, but yeah, so I grew up going to his gigs and music was always just, of course, like I'm going to be a musician, of course, kind of thing. And he didn't I, force it on me at all. I do recall reading that you didn't know you could sing right away. Correct. Yeah. You came out and performed a song for your parents. Right. I, yeah. 
I do know and that story. And they told me that I sounded really good, and I know that that I didn't. But at <laughs> least, like, they were being really supportive, and and their support is the reason that I'm I'm here, <laughs> like okay. making music yeah. still, and or that I was ever com- confident about it and doing it in the first place was because their validation of like they really believed in it yeah i'm really That's grateful awesome. for that like any any artist that has supportive parents has it all it's like you're already rich you know cool. that's how yeah. i feel there and you go. my mom has just yeah helped me with everything in my life for years as in like emotionally and like being a friend to go to all the time living together being roommates you know like mm-hmm. having adventures together driving across the country we drove across the country so many times from wisconsin to california together and sure. you know just bonded over crazy adventurous experiences and that's it's been interesting but she's she makes awesome scandinavian jewelry and it's called nordmark designs so if you want to look it up it's cool she's on the socials yeah yeah, yeah. yeah okay nordmark cool. designs that's all right go find that guys do you ever uh circling back to your dad quick do you ever have you or do you ever perform with him at all yeah we have in the past occasionally i'll hop up on a gig of his or okay or he'll hop up on a gig of mine but we've sure. never played a gig together okay and we've never written a song together we kind of tried but then our schedules just get so wonky sometimes we're sure. just not able any to... dreams or hopes to have him come in and record a song together yeah i think in the future i would love to have him play saxophone on something or sing vocals on something or even mm. just help me write the lyrics to a song sure. and then we could release i just want to have a couple songs recorded and out with him by the end of my life that are that are, yeah. or his life or whatever, both of ours, that are ones that we did together, whether he did the lyrics or I did the lyrics or he did the music or I did the music. But I want to have like three songs finished and recorded with him. Yeah, I feel like we need to do that. Uh, with that said, uh, what was the last song you wrote and what inspired it? The last song I wrote... <laughs> It's Whether called, it's recorded or maybe it's not recorded. This one's called uh, Lost and Lonesome. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And it's like kind of making fun of being so down and depressed that you're like on rock bottom. You're on the floor of rock bottom. and like, okay. But it's in a way where you've gotten comfortable there, but there's a voice inside telling you to like get off the floor. <laughs> you know right. what I mean? Like you uh-huh. got to get off the phone you know don't take out a loan you know <laughs> are these some of the lyrics of the yeah. song okay but no right. they're kind of jokey but in a way where it's like a rock song and i wrote it with my friend uh, jeff hinnendale and he's a musician in green bay and we were kind of doing like um grungy kurt cobain vibes with it but we were we just wanted it's gonna have a rock sound with the band and it's going to sound really cool, but um, that's the latest one I wrote, and it's funny because it's just the lyrics are just goofy. <laughs> and um, But it, it, it is, it's just honest feelings and thoughts I've had in the past with some of the lyrics of that song. But, yeah, I've written a lot of songs at this new place that I've li- been living at because I right. have a lot of time on my own, and it's the first time I'm just truly on my own. So I Sweet. have all this time to write, and I've been writing a lot, like, Another one I have that I just wrote is called, um, it's, uh, it's just called numb and it was after the breakup, but I think that song is just really honest and, and, um, unique, but also it has a good melody that's catchy. I don't know. There's a couple, my new songs, I'm just excited about those. I'm obviously, I just, well, we look forward to those coming out. So 
Yeah. Three to three to four months. We'll we'll be checking. Yeah, Don't worry. that sounds yeah. perfect. Yeah. <laughs> You've also recorded a song live at the Heist. Mm-hmm. Correct. I think it's Giving In. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Great song too. That's gonna be re- recorded and released too. Okay, great. With a whole band. And the Heist, which is owned by Sam Luna, correct? Yeah. Yeah. How did you get to know Sam Luna? Sam Luna was back in 2015 or something. And okay. He was in this duo called Feather Wolf at the time, and I met him through my friend Brian. Gottlieb from Tundraland. Mm-hmm. He owns Tundraland, and um, he introduced me to Sam. And then me and Sam set up a time to write together. And so went to his place, and we wrote "Paint You a Picture." And I wrote "A New Man There" and "Lonely oh. Road" at his house. And it was like a Airbnb place they were staying at, or I don't. I think it was his girlfriend's family's place at the time. We were out in the middle of the country, just writing songs together, and uh, that's how we got to know each other. And we played shows over the years, and then he opened the heist like years later, and he invited me there to play some songs and record, and that's how that happened. And but I remember I was at the heist before it all like became what it is now. Oh, really? Yeah. So it was really cool to see the progression of that. It's a great place he's got set up there. It yeah, is. Yeah. So if you're around Ripon, you should go check it out. I, yeah, and I've had the chance to uh, record the podcast there as well. That's where I did Sam and Pip actually. Yeah, beautiful so. old band. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Sam Birchfield and, and Pip the Pansy. You bet. Yep. They're awesome musicians. We love them here in Appleton and, yeah. and on the show. They're great friends. So Yeah, they're yeah. amazing. All right, Jackson. So as we wrap this up, mm-hmm. what don't we know about Jackson? This was the burning <laughs> question. This is what I was supposed to prepare an answer yeah. for. Let's see. How about I've been really into going to the grocery store, getting like different combinations of pretty healthy food i've been like really into this diet recently and like okay. i'm kind of into fitness too sure um what kind of diet it's basically my own diet <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing what it's not is sugar and wheat and too much dairy and like high fat you know so it's like low fat high protein good carb good amount of carbs right you know, you're you in need wisconsin that, you and no cheese out, you know yeah that's the thing like but i was also in california so if you say yeah. anything about those cows out there, I'm going to yeah, slug you. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But something you don't know about me is probably just that I, I'm cooking a lot of these random combinations of groceries I get okay. uh, that are in my guidelines, like no preservatives and artificial stuff. I'm very like strict with that, and I, I, I just believe that it's like your body's a, a machine or like a vehicle, and you have to give it good gas, give it good fuel for it to work properly and, and creatively too. And it affects my mood. And if I'm like, I haven't been depressed pretty much at all since I've been or having anxiety and just general stress and agitation from having this this diet. And I go for like an hour walk every day and nice. do push up, sit up, squats good and deal. all that good stuff. Yeah. But I think everyone should do like push up, sit up, squats, go for a walk every day you even move. if it's 20 minutes that's mm-hmm. it just mm-hmm. every day it'll affect your mood so much 100 well, and, and just going to the grocery store and getting like a combination of different like healthy foods that you can make a lot of different combinations with of meals and cook it all at home and you save money eat healthier mm-hmm. you feel mm-hmm. better in the end and that's probably something you don't know about me i guess is that i'm just into general physical health and fitness all right jackson yeah if people want to follow along on this journey what do you have socials out there they can follow along on yeah for sure my instagram is jackson mankowski and uh my tiktok is jackson mankowski my youtube is jackson mankowski all right i think my website actually is jackson mankowski.com slash 
Band Zoogle. Band Zoogle. I, th- I believe so. Okay. And I might be wrong. All right. But you can try it. And I hope whoever's listening to this that you have a beautiful day or night, whatever it is for you. And I hope you get a good coffee today at some point. I hope you take 10 minutes to yourself and just go look at the stars and have a conversation with your inner self. And and I hope it brings good things to you. Awesome. You know, you just reflect. It's good to take that time to reflect. Yep, absolutely. Thanks for coming on the show today. You're the best. Thanks for having me. Thank I appreciate what you're doing. Scream, shout. Colors come out. No, they don't wear me well at all. Or a different shade dumped in my brain. It's a different strain than I'm used to. Flying free and fall. Life's like a breeze, still. It hits you so damn hard. A lie can be fixed, but I don't know about this. And I don't expect for you to forgive all my giving. Words out my mouth Glad they weren't written down I didn't mean them then Sure as hell don't mean them at all And when I opened my eyes I'd fought hard and I didn't fly I guess I lost the time When I really lost my mind When you're flying free And fall Life's like a breeze Till it hits you so damn hard And a lie can be fixed But I don't know about this And I don't expect For you to forget
Hey everybody, welcome back to the Drew Han Show. What a fascinating interview with Jackson Mankowski. Man, does that guy have a lot of insights and experience he can share with us. All of that at such a young age, which just makes it that much more exciting to see what comes ahead for Jackson in the future and his music and performing and, and all that greatness. So I just feel really appreciative that he uh, sat down with me and, and shared all that. And I hope you'll take what you heard and, and find some interest in Jackson and uh, check out a show of his. If you see him playing in your area, you won't regret it. He's a great guy. Um, say hi to him too. He's quite personable as you just heard in the podcast. Also, you can get a chance to see Jackson at mile of music, mile 10. That's right. He is an artist who will be on the mile. So I'm very excited. I got a chance to have him on the show. Uh, before his uh, appearance at Mile of Music. So uh, if you're down on the mile, you know what to do. Go check him out. All right. I just want to remind everyone, follow his socials. Follow my socials. You know, that's what we got to do. We got to tell you to like, follow, and share. It's important. It helps us know you're interested and uh, we should keep doing what we're doing and leave comments. I like comments, good, bad, or otherwise. You can just leave a comment. I'll read it on the air. Whatever you say. You say you hate it, I'll just read it on the air. How does that sound? I won't read it on the air either if you don't want me to. So no pressure, but just leave a comment. <laughs> Lastly, I know the burning question that didn't get answered and you're waiting for the answer is at the top of the show, Jackson actually flipped the script on me and asked me a question on my show. I know. And he asked me, what podcast do I listen to? I mean, come on. And I did not reveal on air that answer. While it is recorded and I did share other podcasts I might listen to, my answer will forever be sealed and locked in my hard drive and you will not get to know. But many of you know because you asked me in person and I give that answer anyway. So there's that. Anyways, thanks for listening to The Drew Han Show and we will see you around the mile. <laughs> the dog is yeah. making noises. I love it. My Marley. Marley, right? yeah. Dude, this dog is amazing. <laughs>